to the Morning Skate Podcast. Um, this is Matt, just introing the third version of the Team by Team previews. Uh, once again, there are two pods on this feed uh, from Thursday and Friday last week with four teams each where DJ reviewed them um, in about seven or eight minutes and uh, gave some of his you know things to watch out for, some off-season changes as well as favorite bets and anything of, of that regard. So um, in this episode, you will be getting Colorado, Dallas, Detroit, and Edmonton. Um, and the last thing uh, before we get into it, I do just want to, to address the many, many haters and losers out there um, who are challenging my uh, alphabetical ordering, you might say of exactly how to uh you know place these episodes in order you know within an episode and to that i say i i don't know i i I didn't really want to change it i realized it before i posted and uh i apologize so yeah it's not really an alphabetical order it's not really sorted by um by team abbreviation it just is what it is. So that's the second one. This third one should be much more straightforward as far as the ordering goes. Um, but, you know, just, just just keep an eye on it as we go, because it will provide a very, very small amount of entertainment value if you are someone who would observe such things. So with that said, thank you for listening. We are now just about a week away from opening night. So get listening, get cracking. Let's get to it. And here is DJ. Welcome back to the PuckLuck.com betting and fantasy team preview for Colorado Avalanche. Colorado, a team that's made the playoffs for six straight years. They won the Stanley Cup in 2022. Coming off of last year's playoffs, I can't imagine too many Avs fans are Feeling, you know, they're all time best. A very disappointing round one exit to the Seattle Kraken. Um, and it, it, it just kind of goes to show you yeah, anyone can beat anyone. Um, I was a bit lower on the Avalanche last year in general, I feel like. Uh, and, and it's kind of one of those things, again, where you, when you realize how good the Bruins were, kind of puts every other team into perspective. I mean, this is a 109 point team, top of the division. And it just never felt like they had a fighting chance at the President's Trophy. So it just kind of always felt like they were just a little bit behind with everyone else. This is such a fantastic hockey team, such an amazing organization that just, you know, every year is making the right moves, adding the right free agents, making trades that everyone scratches their heads. Like, how did Joe Sackick do it again? Um, So why not get right into it with the betting, the point projections here at 98? I think most people are going to think it's a little bit low. I get it. Um, I was low on this team last year, and the reasons were goaltending. I imagine the model's kind of picking up on some of that as well. Pavel, uh, frankly, just I don't know if he's going to be a, a sturdy backup. I believe he could take over the starting job last year. Injuries have definitely held him back. Um, Georgiev was fantastic last year. I, you know, I really, I, I, a crow on my take that, again, I didn't think he was going to make it throughout the entire season. What can you really do? Um, sometimes we're wrong in this industry. And I still thought this would be a good team that just couldn't quite find the goaltending. And I think the model still just a little bit uh, hesitant to give them a boost in net. Um, I think they're still more likely to kind of hit that ceiling than that floor. 
And we'll just get kind of get right over to the DraftKings odds because the, the problem is, is I just really don't think anything's all that bettable here, um, regardless of what I believe or, you know, you can just use the model and bet exactly what it says. 106 and a half is a lot. This team definitely has the horsepower and the star power to do it, but it does feel like they're kind of one injury away from that being incredibly in jeopardy. Um, or if the goaltending just isn't all the way there. So I, I lean the under, but I'm really not that strong on it. I'm not going to bet it myself. The model likes it, you know, 72% confident, which definitely is better than the minus 115 odds you're going to get on DraftKings. You can shop it around. Um, 106 is a ton, but locking up that, like, you know, for that long, your, your time expected value of money or however you want to look at it, it's just probably not the smartest thing to do. And that goes for all the three other bets here as Paul playoffs. Minus a thousand at DraftKings. I mean, get a life uh, plus one fifty on the division. I think the Central gets slept on a little bit. And you know, if you're going to be betting, you know, if you think this team is really good, like I feel like there's just other ways to bet on this. Um, and I'll get to my favorite one on the next next piece here. Uh, and then Stanley Cup, you know, ten to one to win it. Just again, it just doesn't feel like a very good bet. So if anything, the under on points, but I'm not too strong on it. As far as player point projections. Uh, Miko Rantanen, you know, he is, I believe, 99 and a half, 98 and a half. That's my favorite bet on the board. I mean, this guy is prolific in all aspects. The power play runs through, you know, his shot as much as possible. And he missed time with Kale McCarr last year and still went on to score like over over 50 goals. Um, you know, his goal projection, and, and you can find it, um, you know, on Underdog and a couple other, you know, DraftKings and whatnot, 44 and a half. I think people are going to kind of hammer that home. Um, but I don't really see any reason why you don't just go with uh, go with this point. I, you know, you're not really getting any any difference there. I think 99 and a half is we're projecting up at 106. You know, I, I think that that that's likely to get there. Um, over 100. McKinnon, we you know we have met 108, 112 and a half is his projection. You know, 40 on the goal over under, uh, 39 and a half. I, I always kind of shade the under on McKinnon for goal scoring. I just don't think he's a fantastic finisher, but with his rates, what they are, it's just hard to bet against the guy um, if he's going to shoot the freaking disc a uh, hundred thousand times a year. So those are the main guys here. I don't really think you're going to find any other player other than Kale McCarr. You know, we have him at 71. That's probably a bit lower than it should be. Um, 78 and a half is what you're going to find on DraftKings. And I just don't think I want to be betting defensemen to be point a game. Just, by the variance of the position, but um, let's get to the lines. You know, all the other guys are kind of in the middle, um, but as far as points, you're just not going to find them. So this is really where it gets interesting. And I'm just going to kind of bring in the media quote to go with the lines right away. Um, we have Duran, McKinnon, and Nertushkin. Uh, we got a couple quotes here, actually, so that's why I kind of want to do this all together. Um, first one I'll go over is from Brandon Vogt at, or Brennan, my God, Brennan Vogt, Brennan underscore Vogt. I'm putting this right on the screen for you guys. And we'll have it linked, as always, in the video. Um, Duren will see an improvement in his play this year. McKinnon has a vested interest in his success as a former junior teammate in Halifax and is working with him every day after practice so far to improve his team chemistry. So, again, a bit of an insider take there. You know, watch them play together. Um, I personally don't like to get too caught up in the sort of, you know, these guys were our best friends and juniors and blah, blah, blah. But if he's actually playing with Nathan McKinnon, it doesn't really matter what I think of those narratives. Um, Nathan McKinnon is going to lift a lot of boats. His ability to skate with the puck is barely matched by anyone other than Connor McDavid. It's really, really easy to argue that that's the only player that can do it like he does it. Um, so 
yeah, if you're playing with McKinnon and also McCarr, maybe the only other guy you can argue can kind of skate with the puck like McKinnon um, and Connor McDavid. It's like Sky's just going to see opportunity. And if he can, you know, he obviously was an incredibly highly touted prospect. If you remember him in the draft class, it was sort of like, holy crap, what a loaded top three. And Jordan never got there. So we'll see. Um, I agree for him. You know, we're going to, it's just, it's kind of hard to know um, if, if this is what's going to happen. We've seen guys of this nature on the wrong side of the aging curve, you know, all the promise in the world and, and they just never get there. So it, it's hard for me to really want to buy in on it too much. Um, I, I think that especially in your fantasy circles, like in your deeper season longs, he's draftable in best puck. I find myself not really looking at him, just never really had the, the high rates uh, for shooting volume or hitting or any of those kind of floor metrics to get there. So he's really going to have to be unbelievably efficient, but we've seen Colorado turn around players careers before. Um, our second quote comes from Megan Angley, who I, I looked it up. I'm pretty sure I'm saying that right at Meg Angley on Twitter. Um, so she, it's a, again, I'm going to abbreviate just a little bit of it, but uh, she really wants to highlight Bowen Byram talked about his injuries that kind of held him back. But again, we've seen flashes of him, especially in that cup run. And a lot of fans, and I mean, you know, people in fantasy spaces and betting spaces have wanted to see Bowen Byram as well as Megan, see him get back to kind of full hell. What can this guy do with an entire season? The really the thing that holds him back, that, and she mentions it as well, is the power play usage is kind of tough. It's like he's not jumping Kale McCarr. Are they going to use two defensemen? It kind of feels to me like, Hard to see that, hard to imagine it. But if he comes into this year fully healthy, he's expecting big things. I think he's draftable in many spaces. Um, and I think he's probably going a bit lower than you'd anticipate because this guy's going to see time with McKinnon, Nertushkin, Ranton, and all the boys. Um, I still love Bowen Byram and, and I'm still kind of keeping an eye on him uh, for, for a lot of different reasons. I think that, you know, McCarr, Taves, and Bowen Byram are going to see an exorbitant amount of minutes and find connections and correlations throughout games just because of how good they are and it, Bowen Byron does it in all aspects it's not like he's just an offensive guy uh he can definitely play defense he definitely get rates and as he gets just a little bit you know deeper into it the league I think the hit numbers can go up so I, I like that take I really think that he's gonna get forgotten about in a lot of circles um and best buck he goes you know drafted undrafted drafted undrafted probably most drafts he's going undrafted in um so I consider him um, especially if you have some of those ancillary pieces like Rantanen, not Rantanen, I mean, they're Tushkin and Latinen even, just uh, say that you know one of them gets to mix in a power play too. I've gone far too long here. Again, give Megan and Brandon a follow on Twitter for all your Avalanche news. Thank you for listening. My best bet, again, is going to be Rantanen over 99.5 points. And keep an eye on Byram, keep an eye on Truen or the fantasy season. Thank you, and we'll talk to you next time about... Welcome back to PuckLuck.com betting and fantasy team previews for the Dallas Stars. Dallas Stars team that four years ago was in the Stanley Cup Finals, losing to Tampa. Kind of felt like the wagon mills were coming off as they missed the playoffs in the following season. And, man, they needed some players to emerge, and they just... It, it sometimes that just happens where you have these prospects and every team covets their prospects. Every fan covets their team's prospects more than they will ever get there in reality. And the Dallas Stars fans were just completely right. I mean, Miro Heiskanen is a very, very, very good defenseman. Jason Robertson is a top player in this league now. Uh, one of the first round picks in best puck, and I'm sure in many fantasy fields. And Rupe Hintz is just 
an um, immaculate player. I mean, I love watching him play at full health. We had, you know, some some concerns two years ago. He missed games here or there. He seems back. This Dallas Stars team are going into next year. What is it going to look like? How is this team going to fare? So we get to the point projections. 105. I mean, that is likely division winning type of projection. Um, again, I think I talk about this with every single one of these picks. Goaltending matters in a model. Um, I am always, and I know Matt as well, is a bit of a, you know, does goaltending really matter? But I think over the course of a season, it matters. In the course of a single night in daily fantasy, like we talk about quite frequently, it doesn't matter as much. So I am uh, you know, a big fan of the Stars team. I think that they have uh, just a ton of potential to once again get back to that, you know, peak, you know, playoffs uh, and, and more. I mean, this team has really everything you need and they have some new pieces coming in that I'm excited about. But on the other hand, they do have some aging players that we, we should also discuss. So um, let's get over to the odds for DraftKings Sportsbook. To make the playoffs minus 750, uh, once again, DraftKings is pricing something to the absolute oblivion. I just, unless if you can, again, I'm like maybe you can parlay some of this stuff, but like if, if you can parlay multiple teams to make the playoffs, at some point you're, you know, you're, you're eating into your own upside. Um, I don't know how you place a bet on that and, and feel good about it and just leave money for an entire season, but it's up to you. The division is where it gets closer. Like I said, I really like this team to have a good chance, and I was hoping for better odds. Um, I think if you can find anything better than like plus two twenty, maybe maybe a bite. But I'm again not locking up my money for an entire season on what it isn't even an edge. Um, and Stanley Cup are right on the line. I believe in this team, I really do. So I would be at least interested in it. Uh, but I, I don't think it's anything crazy, and. They priced it, you know, correctly to our model. 105 and a half is the point projection, and that's basically what we have here. You're just paying the rake, uh, not the rake. You're paying into the vague. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit this one out. Not a lot to really bite into here with the Dallas Stars, which, which is fine. You know, we, we move forward to the players. Um, and and this is really where you may be able to find uh, something I think that's worth betting. Jason Robertson. Really, the ceiling is to the moon, and I feel like for you know hardcore hockey fans that watch the Dallas Stars at, at any level of frequent basis, you may just—it's kind of one of those things where when you watch Jason Robertson play, you just can—it's like he's always doing the right thing. He's always like even even in the defense, he's just such an amazing, amazing player. And this is a situation where on Underdog.com, probably Prize Picks, whatever you could take Rupe Hints over seventy, uh, yeah, seventy-nine and a half. And Robertson over 102 and a half. And that's the kind of bet I would make, right? This is exactly what I was talking about last time. You could take them both together. Like if Robertson hits his peak or even close to that, you know, that 130 mark, if he gets over 111, I mean, he's bringing Rupe Hints along for the ride. And that's kind of why you see Rupe Hints' potential so high. I think that Joe Pavelski is, is a lot better of a case that he could fall off a bit just with the aging curve. But man, I think if you're making bets, on overs and unders, taking the Rube Hintz, Jason Robertson points together in either capacity is just the right way of doing things. Um, so I would definitely take a look at that. You know, higher, higher, lower, lower. Like I said, you can really go either way. Our model actually shades higher though on both of them. Um, I mean, Rube Hintz is more of right on the line. 76 being the median projection would technically be under. But if you're saying Jason Robertson gets 
over 102 and a half, which our model does, I really think they're both going to get there. So this is one of those situations, like I said, I'm going to be putting that in um, into a slip in some capacity because that that is just how I prefer to bet is taking correlated events. Um, that's the nucleus of, of most of my strategy. So that's what I'll be doing. As far as other players are concerned on this list, we're going to talk about a few of the older guys at the end. Let's get into the lines, though, and maybe talk about some of the younger guys that we're not used to. So considering the top line, we're just going to, you know, at the start of the season, it should all be together. Pavelski, Rupe, and Robertson. I can't imagine they break it up. It was all for successful last season. Um, Matt Duchesne, new addition to the team. It's the old Matt Duchesne. Boy, that could be fun. Uh, Tyler Sagan and Mason Marchment is the projection. Jamie Ben, Wyatt Johnson, and Evgeny Dadanoff. Um, a lot of a lot of years on the wing there uh, with Wyatt Johnson, kind of an up and comer, a guy that had the same number of even strength goals as Leon Dreisaitl, uh, lest we forget. So it's a very interesting piece. Uh, Fasca, Smith, and Steele. Who really cares? Suter is boy getting old. Um, can he, you know, can he actually handle the workload with Miro Heiskanen? I don't believe so, but I do think they'll probably start him there with uh, Lindell, Hockenpah, Harley, you know, et cetera. Ottinger in net is a staple. Um, he is definitely someone, and again, I think in most fantasy circles, you really, really want to uh, key in on this guy because I think he has the same type of upside as Richard Sturkins, et cetera. This is a very, very good team, and he's going to see an absorbent amount of starts. And you almost hope in some capacity that like Wedgwood is not only bad, but this team maybe just doesn't deliver. And, and late in the year, um, we see a team, like, I mean, think about Colorado last year where Georgiev was starting every single game, um, kind of out of necessity. This is a team that needed to win. So yeah, I would, um, I would, I would almost like if the stars are not as good as maybe we're projecting in the playoffs, in your fantasy circles, Ottinger is one of those goalies that could start every single game. So you know, even if he doesn't perform to your expectations, that might be a good thing later in the year. Um, if the Stars team is absolutely dominant and you get to the playoffs and Ottinger isn't necessary, that might be a bad thing um, for you winning the championship. So, again, I, you know, a lot of football spaces talk about this now. Hockey hasn't. But if you're not drafting to win a championship, you know, what are you doing? And Ottinger is a goalie that is drafting to win a championship, in my opinion. Um, you need those starts late in the season. So, it could, you know, yeah, you never know. This team could go for 120 points or something. And, and late in the year, you're seeing more Wedgwood. But let's go with the predecessor. Again, just a bit more general fantasy advice. is, uh, and, and we can we can get into that more. And if anyone has any questions, please let me know. I have the entire, you know, puck, uh, best puck playoff schedule. And I'm sure many leagues will correlate with that. So um, if you are looking to, again, maximize for championship, let me know. Uh, the... Didn't have a media quote. I didn't even really reach out to anyone. I'm kind of just getting sick and tired of uh, not getting answers. So we got something from uh, one of the the better uh, best puck players over on Underdog. And he's asking about is Joel Bovelski too old to succeed? How many games will Jamie Ben be suspended? Uh, more than one. <laughs> Thomas Hurley uh, going to break out finally. And is Wyatt Johnson for real? I already said I think Wyatt Johnson's for real. Um, again, same amount of five-on-five goals as Leon Dreisaitl. So... I think this guy is incredibly gifted um, at goal scoring. And I think that he will mix in more. The biggest concern is, you know, who is going to get that power play too. I think Jamie Ben's going to fall off uh, personally more than Pavelski probably, but you could make the argument for either at their, you know, very, you know, getting older, <laughs> getting long into two. So I think why Johnson mixes into the top power play. 
hence Robertson, Wyatt Johnson, and then you kind of mix in one more forward. There's a lot of options. I mean, it's probably Babelski to start. Um, and then Miro Heiskin, of course, on the point. But like, I can't imagine they keep Wyatt Johnson off that top unit for too long. Just such a gifted player. And uh, I'm really excited to see what he can do. So I'm fading Jimmy Ben. I'm largely fading Joe Babelski in most formats, but I'm going to get some shares just because if he is what he was last year, seems good to me, but I'm starting to get concerned. Um, they also have St. COVID coming in and others. So keep an eye on it. Um, I'm, you know, I like to try to get ahead of the curve on the aging curve. So we'll see if it works out. Uh, so best advice, again, correlate your picks. Robertson hints over or under. It really is poorly um, expected value positive either way. Although I lean over because I like Robertson a lot. And give me, uh, you know, the Stars team being a playoff team again. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the PuckLock.com betting and fantasy team preview for the Detroit Red Wings team that i mean in 25 straight years of playoff hockey zetterberg datsuk i mean all of the boys that are right behind me in the video right now uh lindstrom you know just years and years of, of amazing amazing hockey multiple stanley cups come to an end seven straight years now without a playoff game in hockey town and we got cvy at the helm they have a lot of talent on this roster but is it going to get there this year? Are they going to, is it going to be eight years of playoff us hockey or is the streak going to end? And it's a loaded Atlantic. It's a loaded Eastern conference in general. And there's some, definitely some horses in the barn here for Detroit. Are they going to be fighting for one of those playoff spots or not? Is the question that we're going to answer here today. So getting started with the puckluck.com point projection, we have them at 81, which is one more than their total last year at 80. And yeah, that's certainly not going to get it done. Um, I tend to agree largely with this projection around the 81 mark. I don't really think this team can get there without sensational goaltending. And uh, it, it would have to be a, a, you know, getting back to the uh, Billy Huso we were used to before <laughs> before last year, where he just didn't quite have it. Um, yeah, we're going to go through the roster at the end, so there's really no point in, in harping on it too much. But this team is it's getting there. I, it should be competitive. I don't think there's any teams that they're demonstrably worse than really in this league. It's not like that. It's just overall, is this is this an elite hockey team with any stars? You know, who is the superstar on this team? And if they have it and they just haven't shown it yet, they better show it now. Because if they don't have a player that takes a Tage Thompson level leap, a you know, if Cider cannot become, um, you know, an elite top end defenseman this year. I think this team is going to struggle to find a way to really get uh, where I'm sure many fans are assuming and, and hoping they're going to get to in, in a short amount of time. So going over the projections for DraftKings Sportsbook, we have them at plus 400 to make the playoffs, and DraftKings has them at plus 230. Might make you feel a little bit better if you're a, a Red Wings fan. I mean, that's not too far off. The sportsbooks definitely are more favorable of this team than we are. Division. I mean, we're not even close up, you know, uh, plus 9,000, not even remotely close. And Cup, just, again, not quite getting there. So I have no interest in any of these bets. I might take a stab at the under. 85 and a half is probably about, the, the you know, the closest you go for me to, like, want to actually bite. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it, it's, it's kind of, it's enticing enough, like I said, to consider. Is there enough juice, enough meat on the bone here for me? Like I said, lock up money for all the entire DWS season. 
I'm going to say I probably don't. Um, but I definitely think if you're lower than even we are, it's definitely worth looking at. Because I think there's one bet here that I think is my favorite, and I've already bet it in a couple of capacities, so we're going to get over. The point projections, we have to bring it, Larkin, Perron. I mean, if you, I think the, the outlier here is Dylan Sprong, where the, the model kind of struggles to conceptualize Dylan Sprong, who contributed such an unbelievable amount at five on five. Um, that it's like, well, what if his role is super big now? I am sure it's not going to just take that sort of trajectory, but our model, of course, it's just as good as math can, can tell it. And he just, no matter how much this guy scores, no one seems to want him. So maybe he's going to find a really perfect fit here in Detroit. But again, if you see these projections, you're seeing guys like Lucas Raymond, who is just at like, you know, a peak of 56 points. And I think he's a much better player than that, but he has to come out and absolutely put it together this year with, I guess I'm already alluding to more talent around him, JT Comfort, et cetera. So where I think my favorite bet is, and I think you compare the two of these things together, like I've mentioned, and I have is taking a Dylan Larkin under 76 and a half points with a Alex Rankin under 35 and a half goals. Those are two things that I kind of love to pair together. And like I said, if your math and everything you do is different than what I have, and you think that that's a better over again, I think pairing them together in either capacity is likely smart. If we, as soon as we get confirmation that they're definitely on a line together, but pretty sure that's what we have. And if that's not what we have again, wait until we see the lines in training camp and go from there. Yeah. I thought it was, I just didn't want to say it and be wrong, but yeah, the Brinkett Larkin and Raymond is what I'm expecting as well. Um, probably going to be powerfully correlated. So if you think, man, this Redwoods team isn't going to get there, they're, you know, they're going to be like an 80 point team. And Larkin doesn't get to that 76 and a half mark. I think it's pretty likely that the Brinkett doesn't get to 36 goals either. That's a ton of goals. And it's my favorite bet on the board um, for kind of a, a pairing, maybe so far. I liked the Dallas pairing of Robertson and Hintz a lot for the over. And you can put all four of those things together. And like, I think you have a really good pick them slip there that has, you know, just it's getting value through itself. Of course, you know, any player can get injured at any time. But if we assume all four of those players, um, I guess well, depending on the over-under you're taking, but again, like I think that that's kind of how I want to do it. You also get to uh, you know the rest of this roster: Cop, Comfer, Perron. That's a solid enough second line with some scoring potential. Sprong, I've already talked about being a really, really consistent five-on-five goal scorer and a lethal weapon on a second power play where I think he'll fit in. But name one superstar on that forward list. Can you can argue to bring it? I think you you know wrong to argue Larkin, but. Maybe there's another step um, in his game that we just haven't seen yet. Defense, Cider is a very good player. If he can take another step this year, if, you know, Wallman continues to be incredibly useful. Um, again, I know I had some slander against Wallman. I didn't mean it. You know, he's a good player. You know, you know this team, like, there's enough potential throughout this roster. Um, and, and and there's really not a, a guy just dragging him down. There's not a... You know, an AHL quality guy. I'm looking at this, you know, looking at this roster and say, thinking, "There's no way they have a complete team. They have four lines. They have three sets of D. Goaltending is a bit of a question mark. I, you know, not really sure if Reimer has it anymore. Maybe he should be, you know, built better as just a backup and not on San Jose. So we'll see. And Huso had it last year. Didn't really have it. Um, had it in St. Louis. So I'm optimistic that this team's going in the right direction. Hundred percent. I think there's a lot of talent. There's some prospects coming through. I don't think it's going to be down and out for long, but for them to take a jump to the playoffs, it would take quite a bit. So 
So I'm going to be, again, kind of fading this Red Wings team overall under on DeBrink at 35.5, under on Larkin, 76.5, and, and I'm pairing those together. But I would take, honestly, I'd take DeBrink under on goals on its own. Um, great player, definitely has a lethal shot. He's playing with better talent, but how much better than Ottawa, really? Um, again, that's going to be Detroit. I'm sorry to be so negative to any Red Wings fans. Comment. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me why I'm wrong. You know, do all that stuff. Uh, engage, you know, whatever I'm supposed to say here. So we'll be back with Edmonton next. A lot of, lot of talent on that roster as well. We'll talk to you soon. Hello and welcome back to PuckLuck.com. Betting and fantasy team previews for the Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, it feels like this is going to be the team everyone's going to jump onto in the West this year. I'm already seeing a lot of noise about it. I was on it last year. They just failed to win my Western Conference title bet, losing by two points to the Golden Knights. They also did not make the Stanley Cup final as I had them predicted to make as they also lost to the Vegas Golden Knights. Didn't get there. What are you going to do? We move forward. We move on. We run in the back. Are we sitting it out? what to do with the team with Connor McDavid. So obviously a team that is going to be very, very, very loaded up front. A lot of fun to watch. If they come to your area, I just could not recommend enough going and watching Connor McDavid play in action. So let's get right into it with the Edmonton Oilers point projection. We have at 99. Ironically enough, that is the number I'm wearing right now. A little uh, Wayne Gretzky, if you will. Um, ceiling of 104 and a floor of 81. I like them over that number myself. Um, you know, I think this is a hundred point team, a lot of talent, obviously the off season moves. I'm not really going to, you know, be over the moon about, I don't think they did anything that's going to, you know, pull the doors off, not a massive amount of cap room with the impending free agency of Leon Dreisaitl. So yeah, I think this is about a better than 99 point team. I think 104 is more accurate to what they'll be. I'm not going to go on for too long on, you know, too much here. If there's, you know, this is a team, let's get right to the odds. That is a minus 750 to make the playoffs plus 195 to win the division and 10 to one to win the cup. None of those bets really add up to me all that, that much. I can see an, a reason why you bet the over on that point total at 106 and a half. But again, it feels like it's right on the line. It feels like you're just really not getting great value on that. I think that's about the, the the most I could go on this team is that 106 and a half. That's like I said, I have them closer to 104, 105 myself. So yeah, I think I'm a full fade again on all these bets. Um, and I think a lot of people are, like I said, going to glom onto this stuff, get a bet it right now. I would, if I could pick any of these things, bet the division, I guess. Um, I really just looking at this division from last year again, as they didn't beat Vegas. Um, <clears throat> the LA Kings were right behind them. I think they're much better than the Kings in net. I think the crack could take a step back. Even if the Flames are a step forward, as I mentioned, I don't think it's going to be enough. So I do like that bet. But, man, again, it just feels like you're locking up quite a long time um, on seeing that money again. So we'll get to the player point projections, and this is where you see Connor McDavid at 154 on the sports book. He is at 135, Dreisaitl on the sports book, uh, 135 and a half over under for McDavid for points. Leon is 114 and a half. So 
yeah, they're both pretty nice jam overs, and you can bet them together, as I will be. I think they do pair well together, although I understand you may be hesitant as Leon Dreisaitl might not play a ton of minutes with McDavid. He will play a lot, and Dreisaitl gets so much through the power play that if Dreisaitl is getting there, it's likely coming off a stick at McDavid. I like McDavid's over more than Dreisaitl, as I just mentioned. Dreisaitl gets an exorbitant amount of those points in the power play. Evan Bouchard coming into the mix on that top unit could hurt him. Um, just as Evan Bouchard is actually a really good shooter compared to Tyson Berry. So I think he might end up taking a bit more of the shots on that top power play. So I'm a little bit lower on Dreisaitl than the model. But the model is just saying, you know, it's only as good as the math that can be given. And he's been this type of player for a few years now. So I, while I think that there's a tangible reason to think he takes a bit of a step back um, from this 142 projection, it's only 114 and a half. And if he plays all 82, he could definitely get there. So again, if you're taking McDavid and Dreisaitl together, I think that makes a lot of sense. And if you're taking them under, again, it makes a lot of sense because if McDavid misses time and doesn't get to that 135 and a half mark, I think that's going to be a massive detriment to Leon Dreisaitl. So I almost like them both the same in a, in a sense again. Um, but then again, that's just kind of like how I bet things. Other names on this list, Hyman would be taking a big step back given this. But again, he took a massive step forward in one year. So is he going to be continue to be this type of player? And it really depends on if he plays with McDavid or not. Uh, Evander Kane is the one that I think I'm the most, uh, I think it's off. I think Evander uh, Kane is going to see quite a bit more uh, opportunity with McDavid at five on five and has a very, very, very high shot volume. And I will be betting on him a lot more in the fantasy space than, you know, most people probably are going to just because of he's kind of an all categories player, et cetera, et cetera. Let's get to the lineup, though. Vander Kane, Connor McDavid, and Connor Brown. A lot of people like this Connor Brown signing a lot. He has value. If he plays with McDavid and can play with him all year, sure. I mean, it's going to be a good signing for them, and he's going to look good because he's playing with Connor McDavid. So if he's the type of player that can do that, then sure. I would prefer to see Dylan Holloway. I also would love to see uh, Warren Fogle used a bit more. I think he's a really, really gifted um, shot taker himself and just hasn't really had enough run on his own. So I think these lines are largely correct, though, because I do kind of like the idea myself, at least. And we'll see in training camp of Evander Kane with McDavid and then another guy that can kind of be that Connor Brown, again, projecting that to be the guy or Warren Fogle, as I would prefer, um, or Dylan Holloway. But again, that kind of gives you an opportunity to have RNH, Dreisaitl, and Hyman, three really good players, albeit they were all somewhat carried by McDavid. But McDavid's out there so much, he's kind of going to help everyone that he ever touches the ice with, and it's primarily going to be anyone in that top six. So I think this makes a lot of sense. I think there's, you know, four guys, five guys, like I said, with Evander Kane that can all get there. And really what's going to come down to in many fantasy spaces is nailing defense. Evan Bouchard uh, and Darnell Nurse, I think a lot of sites are just going to be way lower on Evan Bouchard than we are. And even though we had the, the great Bouchard and Muir Heisken in wars of 2023, in most spaces, Evan Bouchard is not going anywhere near 50 ADP. I know the Athletic did him a nice fluff piece in their rankings, and that might help boost him a bit. But I think in your season-long drafts, you really, really want to try to grab Evan Bouchard. He's going to be going most likely much later. Also, in the drafters contest, he was going without an ADP, otherwise known as undrafted in some lobbies to begin. That is egregious. This guy is a top power play. He was number two in fantasy points in the playoffs uh, per game. I'm a big, big fan of Evan Bouchard. 
while I was a little bit hesitant on taking him around the 50 to 60 mark at ADP within the best book contest. He is an incredible asset and someone you should really consider moving forward, especially since he got paired with Matthias Ekholma to really help open up his game at a five on five. And as I already mentioned, he's on the top power play to the moon. He goes so over and under with Leon and McDavid paired together. I'm going to be jamming it over myself in a couple of slips. Because I like fun and I want to watch this team and I want them to succeed. I'd love to see Edmonton make a run and eventually, you know, after the Sabres win about five or six cup, I'd like to see McDavid uh, hoist the cup as well. Um, all kidding aside, it should be a good year in Edmonton. And like I said, I mean, primarily my betting is going to be pairing things together and I'm going to continue that here without a massive edge on any of the team specific props. Go Oilers and I'll talk to you tomorrow. 